Hey, before we jump right in, just want to let you know that uh, tomorrow they are going to begin paving. Woo, yeah, all right. I don't know if you're like me, I'm really going to miss the old parking lot with all the divots and the twist, twisting your ankle and, you know, big giant puddles, but all good things must come to an end, so uh, that's coming to an end. Um, our, uh, Deb and I have six grandchildren, and the second oldest is Liam, and Liam has Crohn's. And Liam has had Crohn's since before one, was one of the only children in the country diagnosed with Crohn's under one years old. And he last week had to go to the hospital because they, um, they saw something in his blood work. And so they said, you know, you know, get him down here right now. We want to see him and we want to take more blood and keep him in the hospital here for a little bit to make sure everything's okay. And so before he went to the hospital, his Aaron, his dad, you know, sat him down and was talking to him and explaining to him that, you know, if you, if you get tense, that the blood's going to come out slower. If you relax when they take in your blood, it'll come out faster and it'll be over, it'll be over faster. And so Liam listened to him and they talked about a few other things. And Liam went to the hospital and, you know, you get to the hospital and you're a little kid. And I've, I don't, little or not, I've seen adults don't like needles at all. They just don't like needles. Something about needles, something happened in their lives. They, the sight of blood or the sight of needles just freaks them out. Well, Liam is four years old, and so he, he goes there, and, and they break out that needle, and he begins to get nervous, and he begins to cry a little bit. And Kim says to him, you know, Liam, remember what you and Daddy talked about? And as they're putting a the needle in, and, you know, Liam says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I caught, Kimmy, I caught Kim off guard. She did not expect him to say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength when they're putting a the needle in. Needle did, needed to the nurse because the nurse started crying as well. And she said, I don't know if I could take much more of this. So she tried to get that needle in the best she could and, and take care of him. So he's, you know, hooked up to little IVs and everything, and they're taking blood. And, and he's in there for a couple of days. And uh, Ollie, who's our oldest grandson, who's four as well, a little older than Liam, is on vacation. And Jen, Jen described they were at the beach and um, they were doing things at the beach. And Ollie was collecting seashells for Liam because he knew Liam was in the hospital. And they're kind of, they're joined the hip. They're real buddies. So Ollie was going to collect seashells for Liam. And they FaceTime, which I think is really cool. I mean, to be able to actually see people that you're talking to. So they were FaceTiming, and they were coming to the end of their conversation, and Ollie was talking about the shells he was going to give them. And as they were coming to the end of the conversation, Ollie says to Liam, Liam, remember, Jesus lives in your heart, and God is with you. And I thought, that's amazing. But Liam again responds, I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength. Two four-year-old cousins talking to each other. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. Being their grandfather, I was so proud of them. But I was even more proud that Liam used that verse in context, in the right context. Okay? I'm sorry, but as a pastor, that matters. You know, it'd be cute. It'd be cute if he used any verse, whatever. But be able to use that verse in context is extremely important to me. Having good theology matters. Okay? It it matters. So So they use that in context. Philippians 4.13, the passage we're going to talk about this morning, is probably one of the most quoted verses in all the Bible. People use it all the time. You see, in our modern Christian culture, though, I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength has really become a catchphrase to mean I can have all my expectations met for all the things that I feel in my heart that I want to see accomplished, and God's going to give me the power to do it. 
So whatever I feel, whatever I feel like I want to do in life, God's just going to give me the power and the strength to do that. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We use it in all kinds of situations, in all kinds of contexts. But the question is, what did Paul mean when he wrote that famous verse? What was, what was the meaning of that? And what I'm going to do this morning, if it's okay, is I'm going to pull the rug out from under you, from, a lot of, from under a lot of you. I am. I'm going to pull the rug out, but hopefully, if you hear the words and you understand what Paul was truly meaning, it'll build a foundation under your feet, okay? Because the rug that you're standing on is just shifting sand. If you don't use this verse in context, it's just shifting sand. It'll work for you here and there, and it'll kind of get you through a few things, but when the waves really start coming... When the trouble really starts coming, if you don't use this in context, you pull it out of context, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. You're going to be standing on shifting sand, and it's going to have a, a negative impact on your life. In the context, Philippians, chap- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, Philippians chapter 4 shows us that Paul is talking to Christians. He's talking to believers here. So he's talking, he's writing to Christians. He's in a prison in the ancient city of Philippi. So he's in prison, and he's writing to Christians, and he's saying that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What he's doing, what he's saying in the context, is he's talking about speaking of the secret of being content in any and every situation. How can I find contentment in my life? And I don't care how old you are here this morning. This is something we all desire. To have that contentment, to have that peace and have that joy. So how can he saying, how, how can I have contentment in every situation of my life? It's not about giving him or changing his circumstances, giving him favorable circumstances. I'm in prison now, but you know what? You know, God, will, God is going to remove me from my circumstances and I can do all things through Christ and he's going to help me and fix it for me. And once he gets me out of my circumstances, then I'll be, oh, then I'll feel better. Then I'll be more content. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying I can be content in whatever circumstances I find myself in. Even if God doesn't change my circumstances, even if I don't have favorable circumstances, God can help me through it. Paul writes in verse 12, here's the context, okay? I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. So I know what it is to have anything I want, and I know what it is to not have anything I want. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He says that before he reveals the source of his contentment. In verse 13, I can do all things through him. I can do all things through him, whether I'm in difficult circumstances or whether I'm in just the Shangri-La, okay? The ups and downs, it doesn't matter. I have contentment in whatever situation I find myself in. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. This verse is not saying, I can be rich, I can be famous, I can have it all if I just have a little bit of Jesus fairy dust to sprinkle around on me. If I can just have that positive thinking. Just think, I can think, you know, click my heels together three times, I'll be back in Kansas. You know what I mean? If I just have that positive thinking, it's all going to work out. I can do all things through Jesus. He's going to remove me from this difficult situation, and then everything will be fine. That's not what he's talking about. The purpose of this verse is to tell you that you're already rich in Jesus Christ. He's saying you you are already rich in Jesus Christ. Even if you don't have a dime to your name, you can be content. 
if you're not rich, if you're not famous, if you're not in a situation you like, it doesn't matter. If you don't have a dime to your name and things aren't going the way you want, you can still be content in Jesus Christ. That's the foundation I'm talking about here. Can you imagine if we could live that way? Can you just imagine what it would be like if you could actually live that out in your life, regardless of what you go through, that you can find peace and joy and contentment in your life? To see the true meaning of all things here, some people may not like it. You just walk out, boy, I just kind of pulled the rug. Some people left there and were shocked. They were like, I I can't believe that. I've been saying this my whole life. I've been thinking this my whole life. You kind of, boy, now I got now I feel a little awkward. I don't. That's okay. That's absolutely okay because when you truly grasp what Paul is saying here, the foundation that you will spiritual foundation that you will build in your life, using things in the right context, understanding what someone is saying and what it means and how it affects your life, that my friends will change you. That will give you a strong foundation. That will get you through what some of you are not yet. You have not yet gotten into those situations where it's totally overwhelming, but this truth will get you through it when it happens to you, when you struggle with it. Because again, we normally, we normally take this to mean something like, I can do anything I put my mind to as long as I believe I can. That's what we think. I can do all things through Christ. If I just put my mind to it, I can do it. I can achieve any personal goals by just having enough faith. I can, I can get that job. I can make that team. I can, I, can, you know, I can do all these amazing things. I'll be able to ace that test. It's the Christian version of, you know, just think positive. You know, you know be the test. See the test, be the test. You know, see the job, be the job. You know, see the ball, be the ball. You know, whatever. I'm gonna, I can make that goal. I can do. That's what we think. But that's not what he's talking about here. I mean, I talk, we talk all the time. Last couple of weeks, we've been talking about having dreams and having a vision and God using you and, and your purpose and all these great things. And they're all true. Everything I said before was true. You just can't mix things sometimes into how it, it will fits right in with how I'm thinking. Because Paul's talking about something different here. He's talking about something totally different here. It's about depending on Christ regardless of my situation in life. That's what he's talking about. Depending on Jesus Christ, whether it's good or it's bad, it's about having peace, even if things do not get better, period. Even if that person does not change. Even if that situation does not change. Even if the job does not change. It's having contentment in whatever situation you find yourself in, even if it doesn't get any better. Because here's the thing. It is, there's a danger in misusing Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. There's a danger there. There's a danger in using any scripture, okay, in the wrong context. But there's a danger there, especially in circumstances where it's not guaranteed to go in your favor. There are some situations, they're not guaranteed to go the way you want them to go. And so there's a danger in misusing or mis- misrepresenting the word of God. It's the, same, it's, the, it's the same issue that we face when we wrongly, wrong, this is what blew someone away and freaked them out. When we wrongly say, God won't give me more than I can handle. The Bible never says that. Nowhere. You can, right now you can start looking it up. You will never find it. God never said it. It's not in the Bible. Because it never says that God won't give me more than I can handle. What happens is, 
all of us at one time in our Christian lives have probably said that, so don't feel bad about it. But we're just, we're just misquoting a verse of Scripture. And the, ver- the verse that we misquote is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, which says this, No temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Totally different context. And when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So there's no such verse that says God won't give me you know, more than I can handle. Here's the thing. Life doesn't always turn out the way you want, right? Life doesn't always go the way you planned. Isn't that a bummer? It kind of ticks me off a little bit, you know? It doesn't, but it doesn't. It doesn't go the way you plan. It doesn't go the way you want. Life can be overwhelming. And sometimes, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't have enough strength to handle it. Sometimes life can just be completely overwhelming. And I, and I, I personally, I'm just talking myself, and I know... All of you are pretty much the same. You don't ha- when you go through some things that are just devastating, you don't have the strength to handle it sometimes. You know, they say, well, just dig down deep. You know, I've dug down deep and come up empty. How about you? Right? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. They snap. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and all of a sudden you're left. And of course, Christians could never just admit that they can't handle it because God won't give you more than you can handle. So now we have to sit on shifting sand and the rug that's very uncomfortable to walk on because I've ever seen a Christian have a nervous breakdown. I've seen a whole bunch of them literally have nervous breakdowns. Well, my goodness, if you have a nervous breakdown, then you couldn't handle that. But the Bible never says that God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And if you take, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength out of context, you're, you put yourself in a very vulnerable position. You see, that's not what it says. So then the question arises, if, if, if that's not true, that God won't give me more than a handle, what happens when I can't do it? What, what, what happens when, when things don't work out, no matter how much I have this positive thinking? I think positively. You know, I just, I just got to change my circumstances by thinking positively. Or what happens when, when, there's, when there's no power there. You have as much belief as you can, but it's nothing's changing. You're, and here, here's the thing. When that happens, your failure may cause you, listen to this, when you, when you have those thought processes that are not true and you fail, it may cause you to question, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because I don't care how old you are again, if you've been through the Christian life long enough, it starts to have you question the goodness and love of God. The goodness and faithfulness of God. The sufficiency of Jesus Christ, that Christ is sufficient for me. Because you have this idea that you're not going to get more than you can handle. I can do all things with Christ and all this kind of stuff. You take it out of context and all of a sudden things start to bear down on you and you're questioning God. Well, God, where's the faithfulness of God? Where are the promises of God? God promised he never was going to give me more than I can handle. So what happened to the promises of God, some of which aren't even in the Bible, some of which we pull out of context, what do we do? We start to question the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. See, misunderstanding or misquoting the Bible robs so many hurting people, okay? So many weak people of the truth that there is power in admitting our weakness. See what I'm doing? I'm just changing one thing out for another. I, I, it's okay to admit that you're weak. 
It's okay to admit that you can't handle it. It's okay to admit that you're overwhelmed. It's okay to admit that you're ready to snap. That relationship is just tearing you up inside. You don't know what to do. You tried everything. And there's something wrong with with stealing, robbing from people who are hurting, robbing from people who are weak. The truth that there is strength. There is power in weakness. Love this verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 10. It says this. That is why, listen, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see what happens there? I'm not pulling myself on my own bootstraps. I'm not reaching deep down inside and coming out with anything. I'm not saying, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I'm saying, I can't do it. And instead of going to the nth degree until you've, 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 wait, you've used all the resources available to you, instead of waiting till then, way before then, you say, God, I am so weak. I'm so tired. I can't do this anymore. I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. I'm hurting. I don't have an answer. When I am weak, then I am strong. Why? Because I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength in the context of what it truly means, that I don't depend on my own strength, that I depend on the strength of Jesus Christ. You know, what, we should, what people should say, here's what we're going to say at Grace Chapel from now on. God, God won't give you more than he can handle. That's our, that's our phrase, okay? God won't give you more than he can handle. I like that. That's what we're going to say to people. When someone's going through something, you say, you know what? You're weak. At this point, you're hurting. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to do everything I can for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you. But you've got to remember something. God's not going to give you more than he can handle. He'll work through you. He'll give you the strength in your weakness. He'll give you the strength to endure what you're going through, even if these circumstances don't change. Even if you try to positively, and nothing changes, God can give you the strength to get through that. See, what Philippians 4.13 is really telling us is that we can believe in the benefits of the Christian life despite the outcome. Despite the outcome of our personal goals or what may happen in our lives. We can believe, we can trust in the Christian life, the benefits of the Christian life, regardless of the outcome of our personal goals, our personal whatever. Regardless of what happens, you can trust God. You can trust what God is going to do in your lives. Are you ready for this? I can fail, okay? I can fail to achieve my personal goals. I can fail to achieve my personal goals and still trust that God is good and that God loves me. Because this isn't about your personal goals and all these kinds of things. It's not about, I can, I can, I'm going to be able to wait just if I have the power. This is about dealing with your life when you've got nothing left. And even if you don't reach your personal goals, even if you don't, even if you don't, that are in your own mind, even if you don't get everything you ever wanted, even if your life is challenging and difficult, God can help you work through that through his strength, not your own strength. If you go, if you go to other places in the world, other countries in the world, Mo and I started preaching this, they'd be, they'd be cued right into what I'm saying because in our culture, we don't have it sometimes, some, in some ways, as difficult as other people. There are some people who are born in countries, they're born into misery, they stay in misery, and they die in misery. 
And they latch right on to what Paul is saying here and the context in which he's saying it. In prison, hungry, starving, beaten. They understand the context. It brings them hope. It brings them joy. See, I can have cancer. I I can lose my job. I can lose my, my fortune. I can be starving to death and I can endure it because of what Jesus Christ has done. See, Paul is saying, I can overcome, listen, the unpredictable swings of life. And you can, you know exactly what I'm talking about. One day you're on top of the world, the next day someone texts you something or whatever, and you're down in the pits because you heard some news. But you can overcome that through the work of Jesus Christ in your life. This is the all things, the all things that he's talking about. I can do all things to Christ. This is the all things that he's talking about here. Paul's not, Paul's not suggest, suggesting that he can accomplish anything his heart desires with just a little help from the Lord. I'm just, I have all these aspirations I'm going to do. I'm going to do anything I feel like. I'm going to do anything I can think of. With just a little help from, see, rather he means I am able, I am strong enough. Listen, the difference. I am strong enough to endure all things because I am empowered by God. I am strong enough, I have strength in all situations to endure those situations because I am empowered by God. There's a big difference. Paul's not waiting to be rescued, if you will, from his circumstance before he praises God, before he finds contentment, before he says, I have peace, I have joy. It doesn't matter. He has peace and joy and contentment based upon where he is at that time. If you stop and think about it, this is really, this is really great news. Because how long have you lived with the idea that God's going to give me more than I can handle? And you question things, thought to yourself, I don't want to say anything because it would be, I don't know, maybe all the Christians would think this of me or think that of me, but I'm not really sure I kind of agree with that because I've been through a lot in my life that I couldn't handle. And so, I don't know, and you think to yourself, I don't even know what that means. How long have you lived with the idea that God's not going to give you more than you can handle, the world's not going to give you more than you can handle, or Jesus is, will give you power, you know, or, you know, as long as I have this thought process or whatever else, or, you know, or, or just that if I, here's another one. If I just work really, really, I had to work harder. If I work harder and harder and harder, God's going to give me what I want. Just not, I need to think about it with more positive thoughts and God's just going to give me everything that I want. See, in reality, when the world gives me more than I can bear, because it does all, I don't know about you. Maybe you, raise your hand if your life is perfect and you never had anything to do with well, there's one kid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. I don't, and again, if, if there was a four-year-old in here, he could understand exactly what I'm saying. My, my grandson wouldn't raise his hand. See, when the world gives me more than I can bear and I don't have the strength in myself to handle it, Jesus gives me the power to endure it. I love that. That gives, me, that gives me something to hold on to. That's a strong foundation. I'm standing on something solid. I'm not standing on something like, whoa, I don't know if that really works. This works. His power is revealed in my weakness. That makes sense to me. That I can work with. That God's power is made perfect in my weakness. In him, listen, in him, I am not a victim of my circumstances. I am the master of them. 
in him, let me say that again, in Christ, I am not a victim of my circumstances. It's like the world throws all this stuff at you and you're like a victim of your circumstances. In Christ, I am not a victim of my circumstances. I am the master of them. Because no matter what the world throws in my face, I can do all things through him who gives me his strength to overcome them. I'm the master of my circumstances, not because I'm so strong, not because I'm so powerful, not because I'm so smart, not because I can dig down and come up with something way down inside of me, but because of what Jesus Christ has done and is doing in my life. And I like that. I like that. I like to know that. That whatever that Christ can move and work in me, you see, the reality of life is that we're going to face difficulties. We're going to face challenges. And I can find contentment. I can find peace. I can find joy in whatever the world chooses to throw my way. This really is really talking about Paul and his submission to God's plan and goals for Paul's life. Listen to me regardless of what they are. See, that's what we don't want to hear sometimes. This is talking about Paul's submission to God. He's going to, you need to submit to God whatever will, whatever plan he has for your life. Paul's saying, I'm going to submit to that plan, whatever it is, because it may not be all peaches and cream, but you know what? We know what's amazing. Even through the challenges, God will give me strength beyond human comprehension. This is basically talking about God giving you strength, all right, when you get a call from the doctor and that call is not good. It's bad news. It's about God giving you strength when you lose your job and six months later, a year later, you're still trying to find a job that used to pay you as much as you were paid before. Now you have to move. Now you have to figure out your life, readjust your entire life. This is about you finding out that you can't have kids. Not that if you just have positive and something and boy, if whatever, and God's going to bring about this, whatever. No, you can't have kids. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because that's not going to change. You may not get the job you used to have. You may not be able to have kids. You may find out that that diagnosis means that your life is coming to an end. Things don't always work out the way we want. But you know what Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I have found the secret of being content in any, any and every situation, every situation of my life. So if things are going great, praise God. I can be content in that. When things are not going great, this is the foundation. I can find contentment in whatever is happening in my life. It's not so much about our agenda, our, our this, this verse is not about our agenda, our, our dreams, our, our goals, and getting God to meet all of our expectations. God's going to meet all the expectations that I ever had for my life. It's about Christians like Paul doing God's work, working, working out God's plan, even as they're going through suffering and difficulty and loss and struggles hardship, hunger, still, still finding their contentment in God. I don't know about you. Honestly, guys, I don't know about you, but this is so much more helpful to me. As challenging as it is, it is so much more helpful than, uh, than a pep talk 
or positive thinking, right? Or a slogan on a t-shirt. I could do you know, something really nifty I get from the, the store. That stuff is whatever. This is a foundation I can stand on. This is real life. Because I'm going to face challenges in my life. And I want to know if I face those challenges that God is going to give me the strength to, get, to endure it and get through it. And I'm going to have peace, joy, and contentment in wherever I find myself in life. I don't know about you, but that makes a difference to me. That's real. Life is challenging. Like I said, it doesn't always turn out the way I want it to turn out. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's comforting to know. It's, comfort, it's so comforting for me to know that God will give me strength to face whatever comes my way. Whatever comes my way. Whatever anyone tells me, whatever I have to deal with in life, that I have a God who's going to enter into my life and give me the strength to overcome that. That's what Paul's teaching us here. That we can find contentment in whatever situation we find ourselves in. That my peace and my joy are not dependent on my circumstances. Let that sink in, and it will change your entire existence. Think about that. That my peace, my joy, my contentment, my happiness is not dependent on my circumstances or my situation. Because right now we pray, God, get me out of this or I'm not going to be happy at all. And our thought is, I'm going to be ticked at you and everyone else if you don't fix this. And God is saying, you know what? I got something better for you. Even if you go through the challenge, I'm going to be right there with you, giving you the strength to endure whatever you need to get through. I will never leave you, nor I ever forsake you. I love you. I cherish you. And I'll carry you every step of the way, no matter what the world throws at you. See, you have to ask the question, could God, can God help me overcome my addiction? Can God help me overcome my past and all the abuse I've been through? Can God help me overcome the struggles in my life? The answer is absolutely, positively yes. But listen to me, physical deliverance from my situation is not the only road to a victorious life. Do you understand? Are we all on the same page here? Physically removing you from that situation is not the only road to a victorious life. You can have a victorious life regardless of your situation or your circumstances. That's what Paul is talking about here. Having, listen, having the ability to change my thoughts about my struggle and seeing it not as something that's going to destroy my life, but something that God can use to build me up and strengthen me and help me become the person he created me to be. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things there work together for good are usually not the good things. They're usually the difficult things, the challenging things. All of them work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. See, the great thing is that I can change my thoughts about my struggles and I can know that I have the power of Christ to find contentment, listen to the words, within, within my circumstances. That is the true gift. That is the true gift that I can find strength within my circumstances. Not when he gets me out of it, but still within it, I can find contentment all along the way. You cannot steal from me my contentment. No one in this world can steal from you your contentment, your joy, your peace. Your, they cannot do that. When you apply this verse, 
in a biblical way. Your life becomes your own and nothing the enemy does, nothing this world does can snatch away from you, can steal from you, can rob from you the joy, the peace and contentment that only comes from Jesus Christ and only comes from a true relationship with him. I want, I want to read this verse one more time and we're going to close here. But I want, you to, I want you to, as I say this, I want you to underline your Bible, whatever you have to do, write it down when you go home, underline it. But I want you to read it. I want to read it again, but I want to read it again for some of you for the very first time. Okay, you're hearing it for the very, even if you heard it before, after this, you're hearing it for the very first time. Listen, Paul's in prison. Okay, he's been through it more than we'll ever be through it. And here's what he writes. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret, and now you, do, you know the secret as well. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every, any and every, any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Father God, we love you. Your, world is, your word is filled with truth. Sometimes, Lord, we want to just want to take the easy road and just hope it's easier or hope if I, just, if I could just believe this or hope that or think this and everything's going to be. But, you know, as we get older, we realize that's just not true. Some of the things that we're taught are just not true. The reality is life is challenging. And it's always challenging throughout our lives. We have peacetime and we have wartime, but it's challenging, Lord. Help us to apply this truth to our lives. So regardless of whether we're in peacetime or we're at war, whether we're struggling or we're rejoicing, I pray, dear God, that we would own this verse, that we would truly own it and apply it to our lives so that we can live in such a way that we would honor you and that we would find that contentment, that peace, and that joy in every area of our lives, any and every situation we face. Because, not because we're so strong, not because we have it all together, but because you are our strength. And with you, we can do all things. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.